Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's up, besties? This is Danny J. And I am in the Vegas studio alone recording a solo episode. And I'm recording after just getting back from a four-day, three-night little retreat with some girlfriends. And there were so many things that happened during our little getaway. um, But something kept coming up kind of as a theme. And then we had a little bit of a request for this. So I wanted to talk about making hard decisions and learning to trust your gut, trust your intuition. And I know we've talked about this a lot. And we actually talk on the podcast a lot about trusting yourself, trusting yourself. But sometimes when you're in the middle of something so crazy and you feel like you're being pulled in multiple directions, it's so hard to trust yourself because you're thinking, how how am I, how am I supposed to know if it this is the right thing to do. What if it's wrong? What if it is completely wrong? And um, interestingly enough, so a girlfriend of mine reached out in January. I happened to be kind of doing a little couples retreat in, in Joshua Tree with my boyfriend. And she said, hey, I just want to like get out and have some fun with some girls and, and do like go into the mountains. And I said, well, I'm doing that right now. And I would love to again. So we planned, we planned this in January all the way till May because that was when we were available. And I think there were supposed to be about seven of us maybe but there ended up being four total. So it was me and three other girls. And we were playing this game. Actually, Jill and I played the card game on the podcast, reading some questions to each other. And we read we read some questions to each other. And a lot of things kept coming up around relationships. One of the questions we read was, what advice would you give your younger self? And so the advice from one of the girls was like, just trust yourself. Just make the hard decision. And she talked about, you know, leaving school and how it ended up being a good thing for her to do and then, you know, leaving her nursing job and it ended up being good. And so she said her advice for her younger self would be to make the hard decision. And I think that's really wise and it's interesting. Now, you know, I want to go into how do we know what the right decision is or how do we make hard decisions? But that question in itself was, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? I thought shared a lot of insight into thinking back on our lives and choices we've made or maybe even mistakes that we made and things we would change. So of course, we were talking about relationships that we're in. So one of the girls there uh, is engaged. She's also divorced. I myself am divorced and living with a partner for the last three and a half years. And then there were two women who never been married. One had been engaged and one's never been engaged or married um, in her late 20s. So we kind of have been all over with the four of us, um, but all of us were in relationship. And we were kind of laughing because, you know, we, we try to be good and we do all the personal development and we do all the work. And yet our Romantic relationships seem to be the things that trigger us the most, that can bring up the most bullshit, that can make us feel the craziest, that can make us think we're losing it. And I think it's just a really magical way to help us grow. And um, I just was chatting with my 
my like relationship coach recently and she called, uh, what does she call the app ghosts? Another or another opportunity, another growth opportunity, something like this. I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. She had some acronym, but we are confronted with these growth opportunities all the time when we're in relationship. And sometimes the question is, do we stay or do we go? And one of the gals there was the one who had not been married yet in a younger relationship and um, was questioning, you know, she's like, I love this about my partner, but he's not doing X, Y, and Z. And I just don't know if he's going to be that man or if he can be the man I want or if I should just leave or should I stay? And so many of of us have these questions of should I leave or should I stay? Even those of us who are in long-term relationships or even married, I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast might be married 10, 12, 15 years. And you might even be thinking, shit, I don't know if I want to be married anymore. This is not where I'm not where I want to be. And some of you might be younger and maybe not quite there yet. And you're asking yourself, is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? And these are all very big, very difficult decisions. And what's so tricky about them is we have to, in order to feel like we're making the right decision, we need a crystal ball to see into the future, but we just can't. We know this, right? And something I personally been struggling with recently, just being real, is um, Jill and I did a podcast, probably I think 2018, um, maybe if Courtney could find the episode, it's about would we get married again? And Jill was like, nope, never will, no need to. And I was like, yes, definitely I would like to. And at this point, I was not in a relationship. And it's funny because Jill and I have talked more recently and we've both, we've kind of switched. (laughs) And she said, yeah, why not? You know, if I was asked, I'd go for it. Who cares? We're already building a life together. And I've been on the other side where I've been kind of freaking out. And I realized, and she asked me why, and it took me a minute to kind of come up with the reason. And I think it was because I was so certain was so certain about my ex-husband that this was the one, this is what, who I was going to live my life with, that when it turned out, quote, wrong, I felt like I couldn't trust my own um, knowing, if that makes sense. So, and I also have in these, in my new relationship, I have more doubts and fears and not because of anything he's doing, but just because now I have experience of things falling apart. And so, It's almost like that ignorance is bliss where if I never had this, I wouldn't have thought of what could happen if it fell apart. And so now I feel, I don't want to say tainted or jaded, but maybe a little bit. And, um, and so I've been working through some of these things and over the weekend, the girl who's, you know, not yet married was kind of wondering whether she should stay or go. The advice of one of the other girls was there's no wrong decision. Both of them are right. Now, you might say, well, Danny, how can both both decisions be right? If she leaves, how can that be right? And if she stays, how can that be right? It's because as humans, we tend to find reasons for our decisions to make them right. We want to make ourselves right. So if she decided to stay, she would find ways to make it work. If she decided to leave, she'd probably move on, find someone else and go, see, it was the right decision. I wouldn't have found this person if I hadn't left, right? And it's not to say that things can't fall apart if one chooses to stay, but even if she chose to stay and the relationship didn't work, she might even still think she was right because maybe there were some lessons she still needed to learn. So I think as <clears throat> as humans, we have these biases to try to make our decisions 
the correct ones, but sometimes we just want to know. We want someone to just tell us what is the right decision? Do I stay or do I go? And I actually talk a little bit about this in the happiness diet. If you go to thehappinessdiet.com, quick little plug for it. It is a program Jill and I created um, over uh, our breakups, our divorces. It's really all about spirituality, relationships, communication, your physical, mental, like pretty much the the whole gamut of personal development and making you a better version of yourself. And in module seven, the spirituality model, I, uh, module, I talk about listening to your gut and questions to ask yourself. And before I get into that, I actually looked up an article and it was the top 10 ways to make better decisions. It's on newscientist.com, just an article. And it was interesting because one of the things it said was to not fear the consequences. And it says that most people, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, Most people make bad predictions because of loss aversion. This is the belief that a loss will hurt more than the corresponding gain will please you. So we've talked about this a lot where in relationship, people would rather stay in the crappy known than reach out to the unknown that could be better. Instead of thinking things could be really amazing, people are really more worried about what they have to lose in the moment. So I thought that was really interesting. And this could even be a job. You know, there you might be miserable in your job, but you're like, well, I get a steady paycheck and I know what I have here versus becoming an entrepreneur and into the unknown. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And so a lot of people will stay because of that loss aversion. So in order to maybe shift that, instead of looking inwards and imagining how the outcome might make you feel because that loss can feel really painful, try to find someone who's made the same decision or choice and see how they felt. Meaning whatever happens, it's probably going to hurt you less than you think. And it's probably going to please you less than you imagine too. But the worst may never happen. And if it does, you, you have the resilience to do it. But I'd say looking outside yourself for maybe someone who made the hard choices that you are looking at and seeing how they coped. I know I've mentioned this before that when I left my husband, um, it was helpful for me to see that Jill had gone through it a few months before I had, because I really did not know how to be 35 year old single woman, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of a new city. And so watching someone ahead of me who had already gone through it was really helpful in making that decision instead of staying when it maybe wasn't the best for me. The other part of the article talks about the sunk cost fallacy. So the more we invest in something, the more committed we feel to it. And it's kind of like that meme where it says, if you have one flat tire, you don't need to slash all the other four tires. But we tend to do this where we're like, I've already been with this person for six months. I've already been with this person for two years. So instead of opting out when things are bad or maybe not good for you, you feel like you already have these sunk costs and you have to make it work which is a very interesting fallacy. And it's easier to see the flaws in that when it comes to examples like slashing a tire, but it's hard to see when we're in the middle of a relationship. Same thing with our diets. You know, we're like, okay, I already ate one bad thing. Now I'm just going to go all the way off the diet. And we tend to do these sunk cost fallacies quite a bit. So besides the sunk cost fallacy, some, some things I'd like to give you some ideas to help you make decisions on your own so you don't feel like you're constantly having to ask for permission, ask for 
um, advice from other people and maybe learn to trust yourself a little more. And I'm doing this podcast for anyone who's going through this as much as I am for myself. You know, there's so often we're going through things and we just start asking for people's advice. And I've been personally going through something and I reached out to a couple different people and I realized that (laughs) their advice was not at all what I needed. Um, And so I took it for what it was and just appreciated the insight and realized I needed to go back to listen to myself and listen to my own gut. So as part of the happiness diet, this is actually, like I said, in the section on spirituality, there's three things outside of maybe doing prayer or meditation that I think can really help you tap into your intuition. And I'd say use these for making big, big decisions. And hopefully one of them might help you. So the first one is to imagine yourself as the 110 year old version of you. So you are looking back at your life and looking back over all of your decisions, you're 110 years old. And what would you tell yourself? Like, would this decision matter at 110 at this point in your life, 110 years old? Are you going to think this is a big deal? You think it was a small deal? And what would you tell yourself now? And I like this one because it just puts you into the future to see really if this is a big deal or not. Because sometimes in the moment, things all feel big. But in the grand scheme of a lifetime, especially a 110-year-old lifetime, things tend to matter a little bit less. The second one, and I really like this, and I really got it from Think and Grove Rich, Napoleon Hill, is to create your own imaginary board of directors. So Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Rich. I think he calls it his mastermind, but he in his mind has Henry Ford, Dale Carnegie, you know, some big men at the time. Uh, I think he said Jesus Christ. And what you have is your board of directors, people that you respect that you would want their opinion on. So maybe you're like Oprah and Michelle Obama, and I have no idea who you would put on your board of directors, but you would know. And you present them with your dilemma. And I imagine, I don't know why I imagine this, but the board of directors, they're sitting at a big round table and maybe there's four people and I'm up there with like a slide projector, a slideshow and presenting them with my dilemma or my question and asking what they would do and what advice they would give to you. And I would do this kind of during a meditation. So you actually can hear the person talking to you and giving their advice and just taking a listen. And it's very interesting what comes up with this. And sometimes I do this with, you know, kind of petty business stuff. And we've talked about this before, like what would Oprah do? You know, when I've had to make some business decisions or back in the day when I was maybe upset that there was a competitor out there or somebody who was, I felt like taking my stuff. And I would ask myself, what would Oprah do? Would she care that someone's in my space? Would she care that anyone's competing? And the answer is always no. And so I really like that one. And the other part of this question could be, what would my higher self do? And I actually have a reminder on my phone that comes up once or twice a day, um, probably for the last four years, because I was having to make a lot of hard decisions for a while. And I asked myself, what would my higher self do? And this not only goes for making these decisions, but also just how to react. Um, Often we get, especially in a relationship, triggered by things somebody says, things they do, things they don't do, failed expectations. So I stop and pause and ask, what would my higher self do in this circumstance? And I think that's also a great place to come from. And then the third one, and this is probably a little bit more common, but 
what advice would you give your own son or daughter in the situation? So third party view, you're the parent and your child is going through what you're going through. What would you tell your child? And I think this is always a great one because it's, you know, looking at someone else. I feel like as women, we're really good at giving a lot of other people advice, but sometimes it's hard to take our own advice. And lastly, and this wasn't even on there, but I just thought this works for me sometimes is flipping a coin. I would say it's so funny, you know, especially like, let's just say clothes. Like, do I want the red dress or do I want the green dress? And so I flip a coin and it's like green and I'm like, ah. And like my instant reaction, if I bummed, I'm like, oh, I didn't want the red one. It kind of tells you what you truly want if you have that gut reaction, if it's the wrong one. If you don't care, you don't care. But I think often in these kind of circumstances, when it comes to relationships, what's tricky about it is there's another person involved. So, you know, whether to stay or go is a really tricky one because there's someone else's feelings, there's someone else who's involved, and they have a choice in the matter as well. So often you just have to make the decision and let the chips fall and then see what comes out in the wash. But I hope this is helpful for anyone kind of making decisions right now, whether it's in relationship, whether it's lose, you know, leaving a job or just something big, some big choices, maybe where to put a family member and let me know how this helps you or not, or maybe some things that you do, or maybe the people that you ask that you trust the most when you are needing advice from. So hope you have a good one. And by the way, check out the happiness diet because a lot of this stuff is in there really to help you make good decisions. And then once you make those decisions, how to deal with them and how to process them and move forward. So go to thehappinessdiet.com. That is our program that sponsors this podcast and love y'all. And we'll see you on the next episode.